I want winners. I want people that want to win. You play to win the game. You don't play to just play it. You got to put your money where your mouth is, Pete. It's not gambling advice. Happy Friday, June 17th, and welcome to Not Gambling Advice special episode today. I'm welcoming on one of the kings of just baseball, one of the co-founders, Arm Layton, our prospect guru. You should also check out his podcast, The Call-Up, where he's diving into every single prospect you could ever imagine in the MLB. And we have a special one today because we're talking top five prospects not just top five prospects, though, top five prospects moving forward in fantasy baseball, as well as two guys you should look for that will get a call up, pun, call up podcast, but will also make an impact for their team. So, and Arm and I were talking about this pre record. You know, it's easy to say that Jeremy Pena is the best rookie, but is Jeremy Pena the best to have on your fantasy team? For the rest of the year, it's great that he has a great F4 and that he's great defensively, but we need runs, RBI, stolen bases, batting average, and home runs. Arm, what's going on? Dude, I kind of love it because it makes my job on the prospect side easier. I, I don't have to watch any of the defensive film. I don't have to watch any of that. I'm good. Cut it all out. We don't give a yeah. shit about it. <laughs> but that, which is most of Pena's value. And, 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 you know, that's that's what I'm excited about because we can really focus on the counting stats and I think the trends, because rookies, I'm sure, as you guys talked about it, and I heard a little bit of you guys talking about a, a few different rookies and just about how you have to weather the storm and how streaky they are. And um, that's where the prospect side of things kind of comes into it. Because, you know, I told you, you know, I remember we were talking prospects coming into the year, and I was like, I think Bobby Witt's going to get off to a rough start just based on his profile and his swing and miss, but he's going to be okay. We're seeing him start to be okay. Uh, and from a fantasy lens, he's awesome. Uh, so I'm excited to talk about it from, from that perspective. And, and there's a lot of really good young talent and rookies and prospects uh, in the baseball realm at the big league level and, you know, about to crack the big league level that are doing some great things. So uh, I'm excited to kind of get into all of that. And before we get into your top five and into some of those prospects that haven't even been called up yet who can make an impact for your fantasy team, let's just quickly look at where the NL and AL Rookie of the Year odds sit right now. Because Mackenzie Gore is your favorite at plus 175, followed somewhat closely by Nolan Gorman at plus 400. Seiya Suzuki's odds are still up there. Spencer Strider of the Braves has been phenomenal. And Michael Harris is just, his stock is shooting up in the National League. And then number six, we have Alec Thomas as well for the Arizona Diamondbacks. Then in the American League, we have Julio Rodriguez and Jeremy Pena. Julio Rodriguez is actually the favorite right now, plus 125. Wow. Jeremy Pena is still a good bet there. I still think he's going to win it. Bobby Wood Jr. at plus 800. Joe Ryan at plus 1500. And Adley's odds have spiked. Now he's at plus 2000. I guess just give us, from hearing those odds off the top, is there any one of those top five rookies that you're thinking to yourself, I really do think they're going to win it and their odds are undervalued? Or do you think that's the proper where it should be? Because I saw Julio at number one over Jeremy Pena. And I thought initially, well, Jeremy Pena is still in the lead in my eyes. Yeah, I think Pena is in the lead. But dude, the way Julio has been swinging it as a late and, and he's going to get those counting numbers. So from a fantasy lens, yes, too. But then also from the, the just voting lens, when this guy has 30 stolen bases and 20 homers at the end of the year, it's going to be hard, right? But if Jeremy Pena is a gold glover, this is going to be a showdown. Yeah, I, I am so excited for that. So I think if you put money on both of those guys, you probably got a good shot. I, I either would, would pick one that you really like or go with the value play of MJ Melendez. 
I love what we're seeing from MJ Melendez because this is a guy that's hitting really well. And I'm going to talk about him as a fantasy option. I like him, Uh, but he's also catching. And is he the best defensive catcher in the world? No, but he's not a liability. He's been pretty good. He's getting better. And I think there's got to be some value there. If you're looking at rookie of the year voting, this guy's a rookie catcher and he's raking. Like that's not a bad value play because he wasn't even in the odds that you mentioned. I don't know what book you'd have to look at it, but he's got to have some pretty favorable odds uh, no matter where you look. Oh yeah, absolutely. Right now, I mean, he's at plus 4,000. So like, him- Sprinkle. Him, Jake Berger, and Stephen Kwan, and even Grayson Rodriguez, who will be out for the year, are all at plus 4,000. Like he is the bet there. Yeah, like take that value play. But ultimately, I would bet on, on Pena or Rodriguez taking it. J-Rod's going to have the counting stats. Pena is going to have the defense. And it's going to be the biggest like analytics versus traditional counting stats thing ever. Uh, so that should be pretty fun. But I mean, Pena is hitting for crazy power. So it's going to be fun to see how it, how it shakes out. And if you're curious about who MJ Melendez is, because MJ Melendez is a prospect of the Royals and he was expected to take over Salvador Perez's job. Not this year, but yeah. eventually he will because he has similar power profile to Salvi. That's how much power this guy has. And I'm not just joking around being like, oh, the slugging percentage was high in a couple of games and we're projecting it. No, he literally set the record in the minor leagues for home runs or at he, least led the league in minor leagues home yeah, runs last led, year. Like for, for a catcher, it might've been the record. I think he had 41 pumps, I like 41 home runs between double and triple A uh, doesn't strike out a lot. He hasn't struck out a lot in the big league level either. 22% K rate, 11% walk rate. Like, this guy has crazy power, and when he's not catching, he's DHing, and, and, and they want him in the lineup every day now. So I, I think he's going to earn just consistent ABs, and he's already got a 123 WRC plus. If you're looking at from a fantasy lens to get that kind of production from a guy that, even if he's not catching every day, will have catcher eligibility. He's one of my top five as well. Uh, if we're talking about prospects or players, rookies to. Uh, to keep moving forward, I'd be targeting MJ before he gets too expensive because I don't see him dropping off. His Let's break into the top five. Is MJ Melendez your number five, or do you like maybe him higher on the list? Or is he I at like number him five? higher. I okay. like him higher. Break into so, number five. So don't even spoil MJ Melendez yet, but at least now we're transitioning from the yeah. gambling conversation because at plus 4,000, those odds are amazing. They're amazing. 10 bucks. 10 what bucks. Happened? I mean, you're kidding me. Yeah. What's it's still $1? so early. It's still so early, man. Like we've got so much season to play with. He could go on a tear, hit 35 home runs, and then he wins it, you know? So like it, it could easily happen that way. He's already catching up to the other guys in the home run department. And he got a late start. So it should be interesting. But Stephen Kwan, it's funny. It feels like full circle, right? He started unreal, then he cooled off, and now he's heating up again. And, you know, again, we talk about weathering the storm of rookies. Sometimes you look at a rookie who hits a wall and it's like, okay, he was just hot out of the gate and caught lightning in a bottle. And he's, he's not that dude. I think Quan is kind of that dude. I think he's somewhere between where we saw the low and where we saw the high. And if you see what he's been doing through June, he's starting to get it going again. We saw him make big highlight reel plays. If you follow just BB media on Twitter, you can see the catch. I mean, it, it was really impressive, but also he's swinging it really well over his last 11 games, hitting 371, getting it going again. And, you know, for him, I think, again, we talk about the league adjusting to you. He's kind of adjusted back and he's too talented. He's too good bat to ball wise. He's going to be a solid hitter uh, no matter what. And I think we're seeing enough doubles and, and stolen bases sprinkled in uh, to, to, and runs, especially too, uh, 
to think this guy's still a good rookie to stash moving forward. Uh, what, what do you think, Pete? What, what's the fantasy perspective? What have you guys said on the show? With that, that's what I'm saying with Stephen Kwan, because the only problem with Stephen Kwan is he's not going to give you any power. He's probably not going to hit more than 10 home runs this year, and I don't even think he gets there. He's not going to drive in a bunch of runs. He's He might either lead off or he's going to sit at the end of the Guardians lineup, and the Guardians lineup as a whole without Jose Ramirez is – you know, not that far off from the Reds lineup, you know, in the same state there in Ohio. It's it's really like that. But Jose Ramirez is in that lineup. So when Stephen Kwan is leading off, he could be a big guy for runs. But the home runs and the RBIs, but what I love from Stephen Kwan, I mean, it's early too, and he's only going to get better. Four stolen bases already from yeah. Stephen Kwan. He's a guy who can get on base a lot. A so lot. he's a guy, if you need some average in your lineup, if you need some run scoring, if you need some speed, OBP guy to start to target. So I like that, but just know home runs are not going to come. And most likely RBIs are not really going to come either. No, but if you have somebody that's really undervaluing him in your leagues, I think a lot of people could say, Oh, that Quan mania was great. You know, he's, he's nothing now you could probably scoop him up, you know, for pretty cheap. And, and I still think he's worth having on your roster. Cause he's just such a good hitter too. And yes. we talked, we've talked about this too, with like rookies going through lulls and stuff. And some guys' lulls are longer because maybe they have more swing and miss in their game. Right. Stephen yeah. Kwan has no swing and miss in his game. So he had a lull there for about three or four weeks. And then now he's starting to figure it out again because the bat to ball is so pure. Right. And he, and he walks so much like that. That's the thing. A guy like that, like, like you just said, and he's too good to, to really not be able to, to put it together in that regard. So I like him at five. He's not going to light up, you know, like you said, the power department. So that's kind of what keeps him out there, but he's super safe. And, and I like him as an option moving forward. Number four, what do you got? That's MJ. So I, I, I like MJ. If we're talking big league construction in terms of like, you know, what, what he can do for you, he's probably higher up, but you know, he's not going to give you any stolen bases. There's a lot of pressure on the power that he's going to give you. Cause I think in his first year, he's not going to hit 280. I think he can down the line, but he's more of a 250, 260 guy. So you, you're getting power from the catching position. And I just think catching is so hard to find in fantasy. It's just a, such a steep drop off that this is a really good value play here. I think he's going to hit. I think he's going to hit 25 plus home runs. I think he's going to, you know, keep the strikeouts in check and get on base at a decent clip. And I, the bat is more than proven. You can look at the numbers last year. He hits lefties. He hits righties as a left-handed bat. I, I'm just very sold on what we've seen. Uh, having spoken to him, he's really smart with his approach. And he's the kind of guy that I think can weather the storm at the big league level. I think MJ's a great pickup and he's going to give you plenty of power at the catcher spot. And see, that's like, I respect it putting it four. I would almost put him higher because yeah. of the position mm-hmm. catcher, right? Catchers. There's not that many good. <laughs> there's not that many good ones, right? William Contreras has been a huge pickup, even though he's not playing a ton of catching it's because like, there's just not that many good catchers. So to be able to get an MJ Melendez who can give you so much power and isn't going to kill you in the batting department, batting average department either. It's so key. So MJ Melendez could really be closer to one when we're all said and done because the bat could be so great and the catching eligibility. It's funny. I was, as I was saying it, I was thinking like, I wonder how much position matters because as a catcher, it's so valuable. He probably could be ranked higher on pure offensive production. I would put him at four, but given the premium of catcher. Yeah, we could probably make the case. And and these are all just like almost more like five guys I love. So we might be able to mix and match them, but no, no, we're going to go really hard on the order, the order, (laughs) (laughs) but positions a great point because 
I'm not going to be able to find another rookie catcher outside of Adley Rutschman, who that's a guy that you could probably, I'd rather have MJ probably. He's also struggling. He's also struggling right now. Just hit his first homer. Like he's, he's struggling. It's going to take some time. And and I don't know if you're going to get as much fantasy production from Adley as you are going to get from MJ. Adley's a phenomenal defensive catcher, switch hitter long-term. He's going to be the better player, but from fantasy this year, the rest of the way, I think MJ is going to be more productive. And, you know, I, I just think that's the way it's going to shake out this I, year. I'm just totally fully with that. Like with, with Quan, I love his bat to ball. And I think that he's a better player than he is in fantasy just because there's no power there and there's going to be no RBIs. So at his best, he's a three category guy, but yeah. still like the bat to ball is so good. So I'm, I'm almost locking in a 290 batting average this year with Stephen yeah. Kwan. And I don't and, think and, that's absurd. And I think he could be 25 steel, maybe not 25, but in the 20 range. 20, yeah. And, uh, you know, you get a guy like that who could score, you know, 80 runs this year. You know, that's not a bad option and nobody's paying attention to him right now. Exactly. And he's not going to kill you because uh, we, we do categories and like I have some guys that are like, oh, for 20. And it's just brutal. They're not giving me anything. They kill you. Uh, he's a guy that's always going to give you something. Uh, and, and another guy that I really, really like that I think can give you a little bit of everything is, is Alec Thomas. And, you know, I'm sure you guys have talked about Thomas a lot in fantasy. And this is another dude that's just such a good athlete that I, I think he's going to find ways to be productive for you, even when he's not scorching the ball. I think he's still going to run into some home runs here and there. He's got five of them. He's going to sprinkle in some stolen bases. He's going to score a little bit because the D-backs can score. Like They can still put up runs. They're playing decent baseball. They've got some offense. They leave the yard a lot. They play in a lot of hitter-friendly environments. He's hitting 269, 333, 445 so far this year. He's not punching out much at all. I, I really like Alec Thomas the rest of the way, and I, I think he's going to give you a little bit of everything across the board, and that's a really safe option. He's almost like Quan with more power. And, and that's why I really like him is the bat to ball really is that special. Obviously he strikes out a little bit more, but in today's game, Alec Thomas's bat to ball ability is pretty rare. See Alec Thomas, I think is one of my favorite pickups in fantasy in general right now. Yeah. He has a couple steals. Yeah, he's fast. Three. He's in the 94th percentile in sprint speed. And he's already showed the ability on the basis. He has five home runs. He's got a lot of pop in that bat. There's not a lot of swing and miss either. Now, Diamondbacks lineup, RBIs runs. How many is he going to get? Maybe not a ton, but the Diamondbacks are not an offense that are that bad either. Like the Diamondbacks are not a bottom-dwelling offense. They have guys in there. Christian Walker has been great this year. Cattell Marte has been great this year. Dalton Varsho has been great this year. And now you add Alec Thomas to the fold, and they have a couple other guys too that I'm not naming, but I could just keep naming Diamondbacks. But we know that we know what we're talking about here. There, There's more opportunities there. And Alec Thomas, I feel like too, because you've said it yourself, super high floor guy. So he's just going to continue and continue to play well. The Diamondbacks are going to continue to bump him up in their lineup. I love Alec Thomas right now. I think he's one of the best pickups in fantasy baseball that there is because there's so much untapped potential in there too. But we saw at the floor, like a 270 hitter with power and speed, like a floor. He's adjusting and he's only going to get better. And and I think he's going to get better in the stolen base department, as you said, because like the speed is there. It's a different game when you get to the big leagues. Pitchers are quicker to the plate, some of them. Uh, Catchers Mm -hmm. are most definitely quicker to second base. And you got to get comfortable with the jumps. I almost guarantee he'll be better in that regard. And 
I wouldn't be surprised if he steals 20 bases by the end of the year, uh, which is crazy because Julio Rodriguez has already almost stolen 20 himself. Um, and, and like, we can go into the next couple guys. I almost wanted to like give the top five without Pena, Rodriguez and Witt. So can we mm. do it that way? Let's do it that way. I love like, that. We know, I, I will say this though. I want to, you want to just talk about them real quick and then I'll give my other, my other guys. Yeah, of um, course. So uh, oh. just, or, yeah, you're talking about Jeremy Pena first. Like he's got home runs. He's got speed too. He's got plenty of run scoring and RBI opportunities. So I like this because we know Bobby Witt Jr., Julio Rodriguez and Jeremy Pena should be rostered on every roster, yes. no matter the league. Seriously, no matter the league. You got eight teams add one of these guys they will become some of the best players in baseball this year and in fantasy they all check all the boxes these are guys with average these are guys with power these are guys with speed and these are guys at least in decent enough lineups julio it literally doesn't matter what lineup he's in it doesn't it actually doesn't he'll score by himself bobby witt it doesn't really matter with him the only thing that you're not going to get from him is RBIs, I guess, but he's hitting third in the lineup. If anybody's going to get on base, it's Bobby Witt Jr. So we know those three should be on your roster. I love this. I love the five without the main guys. Yeah. It's like no shit, but yeah. you haven't talked you about pitchers yet. That. And I'm sure I'm going to throw some pitchers at you. Are these all hitters? Yeah, I went hitter okay. heavy on this. Okay. One. No, it's good. Uh, Cause we, I, I can I give you some pitchers. Talk- I want to throw yeah. you some pitchers after this. Totally. Totally. So the one thing I want to say though, is I would rather have from a fantasy lens, Bobby Witt Jr. than Jeremy Pena. And I'm curious if you agree with this because I think Bobby Witt's figured it out um, in terms of like, he is getting it together now. He's been phenomenal over the last couple months, or at least going back to May has really got it going. He's now stealing bags more. He's sitting for more power. He's sitting for more average so far hitting 294 across June hit well in May. I think Bobby Witt's going to start doing the five tool thing now. Like, I think he's going to start doing that five tool thing that we always thought he would. And, and it's starting to come together for him. I love Jeremy Pena, but you're not getting, you know, fantasy points for DRS, you know, for defensive runs saved. And, you know, Jeremy Pena is going to be great in the F word department, but Bobby Witt's going to do better in the counting stats department. So I would take Witt and J rod ahead of basically everybody else, the rest of the way, rookie wise, you know, offensively Pena is right in that mix. Uh, but my number two guy. Wait, can I answer that question? Because yes. I would say, I think Pena is a lot closer to Wit. It this year when we're looking at a fantasy lens, because he's got home runs and speed. Yeah, he does. Have and time. he and he's also a high floor hitter too. Like he's not going to drop off the face of the planet and start hitting two hundred this year. Mm-mm. So and he, I mean, we're talking about lineups. If he's in the Houston lineup, runs yes, and RBIs. Like maybe he might be at least not better. I wouldn't say better because I think Bobby Witt, to your point, is going to start doing five tool things. But I think with the RBIs and the runs and just being in that lineup, I don't think it's going to be that big of a difference. No, I mean, I I, that is a good point because you look at Pena, he's played six less games and he's about five RBI short of Bobby Witt. So he should be right there with them. It is pretty close. And and I'm actually surprised that Pena is stolen. Uh, six bags already too uh, because I knew he could run but I didn't know if stolen bases were going to translate at the big league level they have for him so far so I mean that's been really fun to watch that's what I'm saying so get into number two so this one might surprise you Ezekiel Duran I think is a fantasy like machine moving forward here I I love what I've seen from him I I put out a piece on just baseball.com 
talking about the swing adjustments he's made. You're familiar with Ezekiel Duran, obviously, because that's how you were able to acquire the great Joey Gallo for your favorite team. And, you know, Duran has made some major swing adjustments, looks great, but he's also tooled out where he can hit for power. He can steal bases. He's shown to now hit for a better average. He's walking as much as he ever has. His strikeout rate's the lowest it ever has been. And he's going to get a lot of opportunity in Texas. And, you know, we know Texas is not the best team in the world, but they can score. And they've got guys that are starting to swing it around him. And I think it's going to be contagious through 11 games, already a pair of home runs, a pair of stolen bases. I think Duran is going to do things across the board uh, with, with the power average home runs and speed. I'm super amped on what we've seen from Ezekiel Duran. Wow. It's crazy because when you said the name, I was like, wait a minute that high. But then I thought to myself, he really, he really looks like that guy. He really does, which is the crazy part about it. You, I mean, you wrote a great article and, and it's, um, we talked about on the Just Baseball show too, we kind of referenced your article as well about the swing changes and why we love Ezekiel Duran this year. Kind of just on the same notes, you know, the swing changes were evident and now he's kind of unlocking power and he, but he's already have the speed and he already has good bat to ball, but now he's unlocking these new developments in his game, really becoming a talented player. And the thing is with Ezekiel Duran, the different positional versatility as well. So yes. he qualifies at three different positions, huge for fantasy baseball too. And I think it's easy to pile on some of the rookies on the best teams. Maybe they're more evident, like maybe, you know, but nobody knows about Ezekiel Duran over there in Texas, not the Astros, Texas Rangers who have a better lineup than a lot of people think as well. That's a great pickup in fantasy. Great. I, I love him, man. And, and the thing too with him is, you look at the numbers, he made the jump straight from double A because he was raking in double A so well and was leading the minors in doubles. So, I mean, you're, you're going to get a lot in the slugging department, even when he's not hitting homers. I'm a big fan and he's going to run. He's going to steal some bases. He's going to get a lot of action because of the versatility. Like you said, I, I'm a big fan of, of what we've seen there from him so far. Um, and number one, number one is one of my favorite guys, man. I, I, I hope that he can keep it rolling. I think he can. Michael Harris. Uh, Michael Harris is is the seems to almost be a glue guy for a team that just won the World Series. I mean, look at what he has done. I mean, look at what the Braves have done since he got called up. I don't think it's a coincidence. I'm not saying it's all him, but having that tone setter, that speedy guy that can kind of just give you more of a different look in your lineup. Not only that, he plays elite defense in center field, which doesn't help you from that lens in fantasy, but I think he's really living into this role really well, which is spray the ball all over the field, steal bases, be a speedster, and, and be that dynamic player for your team. His bat-to-ball skills are also, and that's the trend here with fantasy. I'm always looking at like bat-to-ball guys with speed, bat-to-ball with speed, but sneaky power. Did you see that backside home run he had the other day? He pimped it and he knew it off the bat backside, meaning like the other way. That's a guy that has more power than I think people think. And he had five home runs through 43 games this year. I talked to some of my buddies in Pensacola when we went out there. We just missed Michael Harris. He got promoted. And I asked him, like, what's the deal with Michael Harris? I even texted Jeff Conine. I said, what did you think of Michael Harris? He just got promoted straight from double A. And he goes, that's insane to get promoted straight from double A, but that guy's a big leaguer and a good one. And wow. everyone seemed to have the, have the same vibe with him. He's 21 years old. You would never know it. He's got okay. it up here. He's got it between the ears. And that's why I think he's going to be consistent the whole year. Okay. That there it is. Colby came on 
on Wednesday's episode and said, go get Michael Harris immediately. And for good reason. Michael Harris is playing phenomenally right now, and he's checking all the boxes. Home run speed, batting average, RBIs runs. And I said to him, should I pick him up right now? Right now. Because the only reason why, no doubt on the talent, he's got it, and he's going to be a big leaguer for a long time. We know that rookies go through lulls. Yeah. I've been saying this. He has not hit his lull yet, and he's also a guy with swing and miss in his game. He's not a crazy, you know, bat to ball. I mean, he does have it, and he is a good hitter, but he's 21 years old with the swing and miss. Do you think it's actually good to go get him right now and you see him being consistent for the year, or do you think he's about to hit a July where he can't hit anything but then figures it out and has a great rest of the year? That's what I was just thinking was going to happen with a 21-year-old with, with swing and miss. So that's why I was like, do I pick him up right now as he's hot when he's so trendy and then I'm just going to suffer a month? Because it happens to everybody. It literally just happened to Quan, but it took him like eight minutes. But I'm like, it could take Harris eight minutes, but with the swing and miss, it makes me think it's going to be longer. What say you? It's a great question. You know, I have him at my number one guy because again, it's, it's, it's for the rest of the season. The rest of the season. So just because he has a bad month doesn't mean he can't be the best rookie for the entirety of the rest of the season. He's not going to hit 330. So I think you can probably wait a little bit. But I think when we look back from here to the rest of the year, I think he's going to be the number one of the number one fantasy options outside of the guys that we mentioned, the big guys we mentioned, because he is going to score a shit ton of runs with with this lineup. Uh, he's going to play an integral part. I think he's going to start hitting his way into the top of the lineup more frequently. And especially, especially with Ozzy Albies out. I I think there's going to be, he's an aggressive swinger at times. And that that's definitely part of his game, but I think he's kind of leaning into this role. He's also made some adjustments that have allowed him to just be this much different hitter. I mean, I talked to guys that that pitched against him in double in, in A, and they said, we felt like there was not a pitch we could get him out on. Like mm. I'd execute a pitch and he'd get to it. And that wasn't the case the year before. So he's a guy that's just kind of ahead of his years. And I think he's going to keep heading in that direction. And I mean, in that Braves lineup with the guys that he has around him, I just think he's going to fit in perfectly with just scoring runs, just getting on base, sprinkling in some homers and just being part of a really good lineup. No one's game planning for Michael Harris. People are game planning for Bobby Wood Jr. Now people are game planning for Julio Rodriguez. When you play the guardians, I mean, Stephen Kwan was one of the guys that you were game planning for. No one's game planning for Michael Harris in this, in this Braves lineup. And and I think he's going to be a guy that's going to kind of either feast in the back of the lineup or set the table at the top that guys are going to have to go after. Cause you're not walking him to face Acuna and, and Matt Olson. It, you're going to go right after him. And so he's in a very, advantageous situation whereas most of these rookies are in shit lineups and you know don't really see as much to hit and they can say hey you're a rookie we're going to spin you to death you can't spin michael harris to death because you're going to put a fast guy on base for some of the best hitters in the game i love that i I love that and we just talked about five hitters just go through them real quick because i have some pitchers i want to throw at you to see if you think that they're going to survive the whole season so just go through the top five real quick so we went stephen kwan Outfielder for the Guardians. Outfielder for the Guardians. MJ Melendez, catcher for the Kansas City Royals. Then we went with Alec Thomas, outfielder with the Arizona Diamondbacks. Then four or number two was shoot. Who did we just who did we say number two? 
Michael Harrison, number one. Uh, Ezekiel Duran of the Ezekiel Texas Durant Rangers, at number, at number two. two. Okay, there we go. Yeah, so those are the five. Ezekiel Duran, Texas Rangers, number two. Number one, Michael Harris, Atlanta Braves. And then I want to give one special shout out to Jaron Duran. Jaron Duran of the Boston Red Sox. I also wrote something on his swing adjustments, and he looks good. I'm curious how much run he's going to get. That's my only question. Only Getting lead off in the Red Sox lineup, bro. That is gold in fantasy. If he continues to be the leadoff guy, you can throw him right in the top three here. Um, yeah. and, and that's what, I mean, he can run. He can run into some power too. And he made some big time adjustments to be more consistent in the plate. Duran could be a dude as well. So keep an eye out for him. That might be a good pickup also. So on the pitching side, everybody knows that um, freaking Mackenzie Gore is going to be fine. Like, we know that. Add Mackenzie. If he's not 100% owned already, he should be. He's one of the better left-handed pitchers in baseball right now. But there's a couple of guys who, you know, are relievers turned starters or just really young guys with great stuff. Like, are these guys people should definitely add? We also talked about Hunter Green. He absolutely needs to be added. Whether he pitches good or not, he's just going to have too many strikeouts to not matter. But there are a couple of guys I wanted to ask you about. Number one is Spencer Strider with the Atlanta Braves. I mean, 100 miles an hour with that slider. But he is another reliever turned starter. We're talking about the Braves. Is he a guy who's moving into, you know, not ace of a staff, but up there towards those kind of guys? Or do you see, I don't know if the velo is going to last. I don't know. So that's why I'm, I'm more... Is this guy a buy now? This is for real, or is Spencer Strider maybe due for some regression? It's a tough one. Could I say like a little of both, right? Yes. So what's interesting is this: he was kind of in that Michael Kopech role, right? Where it's like sometimes they'll stretch him out to three, four, five. Sometimes he just go in one inning spurts. Now we're seeing them use him as a legitimate starter, and he has been phenomenal through through those last two starts. But he's also very dependent on the elevated fastball and hard slider. And as we've talked about, we talked about on the Just Baseball Show with Christian Javier, and, and there's a lot of other guys that are similar to that. Like You have to be really good with the slider, and if it's not there, you're in trouble. And, and we've seen Strider mix in the changeup a bit more. I don't know if he has enough confidence in that pitch, and you know he has to be dynamite with the fastball slider. I think he can be dynamite with that with those two pitches. And I mean, we've seen the strikeouts per nine; they're crazy. He's gonna walk a lot of dudes though. Like, if you ask me, would you rather have Strider or Joe Ryan the rest of the way? That's a really tough question. And I think you know, I, I would probably depends on the state of my staff. If I'm in, a, if I have a good staff, I'd say screw it. Strider could be lights out if he continues to progress the way he's looking. But if I really need a starter, like right now my team is banged up, I'm going to go play it safe and take Joe Ryan because I think Joe Ryan will be consistent the whole year. I think Strider is going to have some ups and downs. Uh, he's going to have some blow-up starts. Like He could lose you weeks when, I, when he's off, kind of like Hunter Green. Uh, but, you know, I think the game is going to adjust to him a little bit. You, you know you're getting fastball slider, and they're going to start to maybe figure that out a little bit the way we saw with Hunter Green, but then also, similar to the hitters, get, get kind of acclimated again. I think Strider's for real. I think he's going to get you a ton of swing and miss, but I don't know exactly where he stacks up with the Joe Ryans of the world who are going to be in a you know rotation every fifth day, can mix it up. You know, we're going to give you a ton of quality starts, but I mean, Strider's going to get you as many strikeouts as any rookie you're going to find. And the last pitcher I want to, I just want to ask you about before we move on to maybe some prospects who haven't gotten the call up to the big leagues yet, but could potentially help your fantasy league roster this year. 
I want to ask about Matthew Liberator. Matthew Liberator on the St. Louis Cardinals, the lefty, he's been one of their untouchables. You know, the Cardinals have made it very clear they are not dealing Jordan Walker, they're not dealing Nolan Gorman, and they are not dealing Matthew Liberator. And Liberator has had some nice starts, not against great competition, though. Not a huge strikeout guy, but also not a non-strikeout guy. I don't even know what's the word for a non-strikeout guy, just like a, a ground you know, ball guy. A ground like, ball guy. He's not that either. I'm just curious, you know, how many innings we think he's going to have, because in my opinion, I think he's like, uh, I'm trying to think of just a comp. Like, I think out of his best, he's going to look like Jordan Montgomery on the Yankees. Yeah. That's That's what what I'm thinking. That's what you're you're hoping hoping for. That's what I'm saying here, too, because he's, he's a very high profile type prospect. Should fantasy owners expect anything above a Jordan Montgomery type production? No, you know, I, I like... Liberator, but I've always found myself lower on him, I think, than than most. Um, you know, everyone talks about the majestic curveball. It, it just doesn't quite play the same way, but he's started to figure out what works for him. And he started to figure out how to kind of be effective, mix it up. And you talk about, you know, some decent starts against weaker lineups. And I know he was good against the Brewers and he was good against the Pirates. But I mean, these are still big league guys. And he was, you know, struggling at times in triple. Uh, so it seems like he's figured it out to a degree. This is a guy, though, that I'd rather go towards a Joe Ryan again or a Spencer Strider or some of these other rookies before I go to him. Even an Edward Cabrera, I think I would put ahead of him because Edward's going to get, you know, a lot more swing and miss and probably a lot more, you know, just weak contact, go deeper into games. I think right now Libertor doesn't trust his stuff enough. He's got to be pretty, pretty fine and nibble. And I think he's a good depth arm. You should roster him, but I'm not I'm not targeting him, especially because once Matt's comes back and if the, if the Cardinals go and trade for a pitcher, where does, you know, Liberator fit into this? Cause we know Jack Flaherty just made his, his return. Michaelis has been dynamite. Dakota Hudson has been interestingly good. Like this is, and Wayno is not going anywhere. So I, I don't, it's not as clear cut. And for that reason, I'm, I'm going to tread a little bit lightly with a Matthew Liberator. Makes sense. Let's to wrap, let's talk maybe one or two prospects that you feel could make an impact when they are called up because O'Neill Cruz, I don't know if he's coming anytime soon. The super two deadline uh, as Kobe Olson pointed out in the chat is, is coming up. And uh, wouldn't that be funny if they just called him up right after the super two deadline there? Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, would you be surprised? Not even a little bit. <laughs> not, not even after the Chris Bryant, the way the Cubs did with his contract, I'm never going to be ever surprised about any of these guys getting their, their service time manipulated. I'm never going to be surprised. No, never. Literally let's talk never. About a, let's talk about a guy that we talked about on the Just Baseball show today that I that I told you about. I was excited to get your reaction because I knew you would get floored. No one knows what Asturi Ruiz is doing in the minor leagues unless you're a dynasty guy. Who, if you're a dynasty guy, check in on the call up every once in a while because we'll t- we'll we'll get you some deep dive prospects oh, yeah. uh, that you need to know about. But Asturi Ruiz, I asked you the question: Does he steal a hundred bases this year? And you said, I think he will. And for those who are wondering who Asturi Ruiz is. Prospect now at the AAA level with the Padres, who is capable of playing center field. Do they call him up? Maybe they do. If they do, he is going to be a fantasy menace because he has stolen 44 bags between double and AAA in 57 games, but he's also hit 13 home runs, Peter, and he's getting on base at a 485 clip. This dude is playing out of his mind, and even if the offense doesn't totally translate to the big league level, He's going to steal some bags for you and he's going to run into some homers. 
I think Asturi Ruiz is an interesting prospect to stash if you're in a deep league because he probably will get an opportunity. He's four home runs in eight AAA games. <laughs> like maybe they got to so, call this guy up soon. So I've I have another player to throw at you, which I feel like this guy could be what Vidal Brujan was supposed to be, right? Yes. Because Vidal Brujan in the minor league stole bases like nobody's business and even had a little bit of power and the Rays loved him. And, you know, he was on top prospect list. And going into the year, I said, he could be a steal late in drafts because nobody's going to draft him, but he could come up and steal 30 bases in a year, like be one of right. those type of guys. But he just literally cannot get on base. You cannot, like he you can't just cannot. First. You have to get on first to steal second. And Vidal Brujan is not doing either of those things. Could this guy be what we thought Vidal Brujan could be? Man, that's a great point. That's that's actually really interesting. Yes, I think he could be exactly that because he also has the versatility. So I, I know that the Padres are covered right now uh, in the infield, but you never know. And injuries, matchups, whatever it may be. They don't want Cronenworth against a lefty. I don't know, but he has the ability to keep himself in the lineup a bit more because he can pretty much almost play every position on the field. For that reason, he could literally be Brujan. He's not a switch hitter, but... Other than that, he can play every position and he has a similar skill set. Fantasy owners don't give a shit if he's switch hitters. He's getting us runs, RBI, stolen bases, <laughs> and average in exactly. home runs. That, that, that's what we need. And this guy can give you that. I think he can be exactly that. I, th- I think you're right. I think that is a great, uh, a great, I guess, example. I wouldn't say comp because it's what he didn't end up being, but like a it's great comp like, to what he was supposed to be. You're like telling me exactly what Vidal Brujan was supposed to do this yeah. year. Like just stole a bunch of bases in the minor league, showed some pop, but just he hasn't developed. But this guy looks like he is. And I know you've always been more down on Vidal Brujan than, <laughs> than the rest of, you know, whoever's raking at prospects out here. So it kind of makes sense now. So I'm glad that you're so high on this guy's bat too, which is big. Yeah, I mean, that's what... Again, I feel like I'm a broken record, but another dude that made a legitimate swing change. And when guys break out, you got to look at a tangible adjustment. When there is that tangible adjustment, uh, it usually makes sense that they broke out. And that's exactly what happened here with Vidal Brujan. So, I mean, sorry, not not Vidal Brujan. Yeah. He hasn't made a change. It's Stuart Ruiz. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sold on it. Is he going to hit 340 at the big league level? No. Probably not. But if he hits 250. You can steal you 25 bags, and I think you can hit 250, and he's walking a decent amount too. That's gold. Who's another guy? Vinny Pascantino. I mean, Vinny Pascantino should be in the big leagues right now. Uh, we know the Royals don't like calling guys up sometimes for whatever reason, and MJ Melendez should have started the year at the big league level. He didn't. Vinny Pascantino is a guy I've been talking about, if you listen Two to the Prospect podcast, forever forever and the reason why i love Vinny is he's going to get on base a ton he's going to legitimately just carry i think your team and just the consistency department he doesn't strike out he walks a bunch he hits for power and weirdly sprinkles in opportunistic stolen bases which is hilarious because he's i'm pulling a 6'4 250 pounds but every once in a while he'll steal a bag and and that's also funny so on the fantasy lens that's great but he is consistently putting bat on ball he's really good with runners in scoring position he is one of the best hitters in the minor leagues over the last two years it's really not close i mean he's been the definition of consistency 153 wrc plus last year 151 wrc plus this year in triple a uh i don't think he needs to prove much else i think this dude is for real and i think he's going to get called up pretty soon and could give you a ton of offense right out of the gate that's a guy that i think translates to the big league level kind of kind of quickly 
love that name. We've been talking about him now. It feels like for two years now, and you've always been really high on him. I mean, he just continues to hit at every level. What position though? Because if he's locked at first base, it does kind of take a little bit of that value out of it just because there's so many good first basemen in fantasy. Is there any chance he can move around at all or is first base kind of where he's going to sit? I think they want to try him in the outfield, but it's just, it's probably not going to happen. So that, that is a good point. He is a little landlocked there at first base. So that is the only issue. If you're desperate for a bat, he can help you. Uh, but yeah, that, that is an issue. I could, but it's not like him. a crazy issue. Like, it's not like, no. it's not like I just threw your curveball. It's like now never mind about Vinny Pescantino because he's going he to stinks. rake. <laughs> yeah. Like he sticks now. He's going to rake. Like he could, I wonder, I guess another question is, could he come up and right now with the profile be a top 15 first baseman? Like, I mean, there's not like a, a fuck ton of, of really good first baseman. I'm just curious. Do you think like he's a guy, for example, Alec Thomas, super high floor, impact immediately. Is Vinny Pascantino yes. impact immediately? Yes. Yeah, I do think so. Um, I do. And, and, you know, I, I think he could come up and give you something similar to, to you know, what you're getting from. I think a league average first baseman for sure. I, I, I or at least better than that. I, I think he can give you that because the thing is, is the bat to ball is so good and, and the power is impressive. He, we have a 70 hit tool on him. So, I mean, like that's a dude that's just going to get on base at a good clip and run into some homers, but uh, to, to give you another guy, I don't know where he fits in. And this is where it'll be interesting uh, to see what your thoughts are. We're going to, I'm going to put you on a, um, on a cliffhanger, save that thought. Prize Picks is the yes. sponsor of Not Gambling Advice. You got to join our Prize Picks. You got to join our Prize Picks because the only reason why is because we won five out of the last seven. I would never point any of you in a direction of losing. We are winning on, at 2.30 p.m. Eastern every single day on Twitter, on my Twitter, at PeterApple23, which is linked in our episode description. I host a daily Prize Picks space where I invite on a bunch of people around the baseball community, and we all give our best prop. It's not just me being like, these are my five favorite, because that shit ain't hitting. It's probably going <laughs> three for five. That's it's hard. just the reality of a parlay. Like, if you hit three or five, that's awesome. But when I give my best, Aram gives his best. Jack gives his best. Other people around the community give their best and we put them all in one. We've done very well. So if you want to tail along with us, might as well use our code because you get a full match on your deposit. You deposit a hundred bucks or whatever, you get a free a hundred dollars. You deposit 20, you get a free $20. They'll match whatever your deposit is. Use code just baseball on prize picks, player props. We're talking fantasy. Anyway, if you're a fantasy fan, it makes so much sense. It's daily fantasy. So get to your pick or. There's two things I love about prize picks. One, the flex wins. So you can either say, if I go clean sweep, I get, correct me if I'm wrong, 10X. If I go clean, you get 10 to one, right? So you get, yep. you get a 10 X payout, but you can say, Hey, I'll, I'll take a five to one payout if I miss one of them. So if I only get four out of the five props, you can still get a five X payout, which Think is about awesome. This. Cause it's always, I always lose the one. It's so always you, one. I, I always That's how we've been play. winning. It's like yeah. we might push one and go four, four, and then still five extra money. Or it's like, for example, we went three of five with two pushes and still won. Yeah. Like still, still went up 2.25 X your money. Then That's important. we went three of five and it was 0.4 X your money. So if you put in a hundred dollars, you would have lost 60, but kept 40 like you don't lose it all even three of five because usually the book takes it all 
Yeah. And so you would get half by actually losing the bet. Like you only hit three of five, but they don't take the whole bet. They would only take 60% of it, which is like, it's such a better way to gamble these props because FanDuel, all these different books, they don't have the best odds. Prize picks does. So use the code just baseball. The link is in our episode description. If you want an easy click to just click it, then you'll be in with us. And I'm imploring you guys don't play by yourself. Play with us. Join yeah. our prize picks Twitter space at 2.30 p.m. Eastern on my Twitter. Now let's get to the cliffhanger. Yeah, don't be a hero. Uh, get some help on your prize picks. Uh, but I-, I was thinking about this after you and I did this uh, episode on the Just Baseball Show about trades. Alec Burleson is being just wasted away in AAA right now. Um, and, and so this is like maybe a stash or just a deep league or just keep an eye out is more of what I'm saying. Cause if this guy gets traded or someone gets hurt at the big league level, pick him up. Alec Burleson's a guy that I've been floored at what he's done. I mean, since the second he has stepped foot in professional baseball, he is raked. I mean, literally played 11 games in high a crushed it. They moved him to double a crushed it in double a last year. This was his first professional season. He got to triple a in his first pro season. I, that is unreal. And then so far starts the year in AAA this year. He's hitting 330, 364, 577 for the Cardinals with 14 homers and three stolen bases, striking out 14% of the time. Hmm. Burleson is a left-handed hitting outfielder with power, good bat to ball, and, and just a really well-rounded player. I love him. I think he should be up there with the Cardinals. Obviously, they have a cluster right now, and I think he could be a trade chip for them. Keep an eye out for Burleson as a bonus guy because I really like what I've seen from him. He was a two-way player at East Carolina. He pitched, and he told me on – on it wasn't the call-up yet, but it was the prospect podcast before that. I'm going to try and get him back on soon before he makes his big league debut. And he was like, I, I couldn't do a lot of the upper body stuff to bulking and, and all of these just intense lifts because I was a pitcher and I wanted to kind of keep myself, you know, not too much just drilling sense. the upper body. Yeah. And he said, the second I stopped pitching, I just really focused on putting on that, that hitter's strength and focusing on hitting and it has worked for him. So I'm very sold on, on Burleson. I would love to see him get brought up for the Cardinals. He's been raking one of the best hitters in AAA. He might get traded because another team would use him at the big league level right now. Uh, so that's a name to watch and monitor moving forward. Name to watch and monitor. Thank you, Arm, for hopping on. That was the best rookie report you're going to find on not gambling advice. Just went over top five hitters, some pitchers to watch, and definitely some prospects to keep an eye on. That'll do it for Friday's episode. Hopefully, you guys all enjoy the weekend. Make sure you're checking out the call-up. If you're into prospects, this is the guy to listen to, as well as we have a ton, a ton of articles on justbaseball.com. Arm's Twitter is clearly going to be in the tag. And if you haven't followed him already, what are you even doing? But his Twitter is in there. Click the link for prize picks as well. Might as well just play with us. Arm, do you have anything else before we say goodbye? No, I'm, I'm just excited to do that. The other cool prize picks thing is I can do basketball and baseball at the same time. So I'm going to take Curry's over on points and then like Spencer Strider case or something like that. Like that's the other hilarious part. And that's the best part about it. So with that, thank you, everybody.